Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Kate Faulkner. Hello, hope you're okay. Thank you for downloading today's podcast on Monday, January the 8th. Our top story today, and this is going to be bad news for so many people in the county, but there are fears the introduction of post-Brexit biometric checks could spark three years of Operation Brock on the M20. The new entry exit system to track non-EU cross-channel travellers more easily is due to be implemented in October. Neil Baker is KCC's member for roads. He says the change to border customs has the potential to cause delays of up to 14 hours and damage the UK economy. He took his concerns to a board meeting last week. I think we need to ensure that not only are all of our members aware of what may be on the horizon in October, but we need to make sure the wider public are aware. You know, we have already been telling the government for some time um, the problems we believe we'll be facing as part of this EU entry exit strategy. I don't think we can downplay how big of an impact it could well have on Kent and over an extended period. We're not talking just going into October and there being a bit of a blip and then everything being back to normal. I think we've got to be realistic here. We could be looking at the equivalent of three years solid of Brock being in place. We know how bad life is when Brock's in place for a day or two. Imagine that almost infinitely worse. Um, The government, as I've previously said, will of course um, do what they do. It's, uh, It's also, it's obviously clearly an international issue. But I do think we have to make clear throughout all of this what we think, us as an authority, this will mean to Kent. So we cannot be accused come October, if everything does snarl up as badly as I fear it might, of people saying, well, why didn't you warn everyone about this? Well, frankly, we are. This is going to be a serious, serious mess. Um, and it's actually not just Kent. We're probably going to look at, you know, potentially 12, 14-hour queues up at um, the Eurostar Terminal up in London. So, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be grim. It's going to be grim. And I think Mr Thomas is absolutely right. We need to have these discussions ASAP. The government is being urged to do what they can to ensure it's introduced as smoothly as possible. Kent Online News. Plenty of crime news for you today. We'll start with a man who's been charged after two people were stabbed in Gravesend in the early hours of New Year's Day. The 15 and 18-year-olds were both treated in hospital after being attacked near Harmer Street in the town centre. 31-year-old Daniel Ray from Winchester Road in Orpington is facing two counts of GBH with intent and possession of an offensive weapon. A 28-year-old woman from Gravesend was also arrested and released on bail until April. A man's been arrested following a head-on crash in Pembury, which has left a woman seriously injured. He was driving a BMW that collided with her Ford EcoSport on the A228 near Colts Hill yesterday morning. Both drivers were taken to hospital and the woman in her 50s remains in a serious condition. A mum from Ramsgate has saved the life of a young man who she found unconscious and bleeding on the pavement. Sheena Todd was on a night out with her husband when she discovered the injured man outside a car park. She called an ambulance and performed CPR before crews arrived. He's thought to have been attacked, but police were unable to identify any suspects. A burglar has been jailed after he was caught on camera stealing precious jewellery from a neighbour in Sandwich. Richard Holdsworth targeted the property, which he knew was unoccupied in October, but he was confronted and photographed by another neighbour as he fled. The 56-year-old from Honflow Road has been locked up for two and a half years. Police have issued a warning to a driver at a hotspot for so-called boy races in Ashford. Officers stopped a 
Ford Fiesta at the Eureka Leisure Park and told the driver his vehicle could be seized if he continues to drive in an unsuitable manner. Residents have previously complained about the noise from cars as people meet there. Kent Online News. Firefighters have been called to tackle a blaze in the kitchen of a property in Greenhive. It broke out on Cotton Lane yesterday and is thought to have been caused by faulty electrical wiring. Crews managed to put out the flames and no one was hurt. Firefighters have also been called to the A2 near Dartford after a lorry went up in flames. The coastbound stretch between the M25 and Bluewater was closed just before 8 o'clock this morning. No one's been hurt, but it has caused severe delays. Four people have been treated by paramedics after a fire at a house in Chatham. It started in the bathroom of a property on Salisbury Road after a candle fell onto a clothes air dryer early this morning. One person suffered minor burns to their hands and three others were checked over after breathing in smoke. Meanwhile, with temperatures plummeting across Kent, we're being reminded to check our electrics and never leave fires unattended. It's feared people might be looking for cheaper ways to heat their homes during the cost of living crisis. Vicky Boards is from Kent Fire and Rescue. She says this can be one of their busiest seasons. People might look at um, long fires and log burners so our recommendation is these uh, the chimneys are always swept first and inspected before you light them and that you make sure that um, there's no risk of um, the logs coming out of the fire onto the carpet in front and that you have a suitable um, space in front of the fire. And what about things like your more electrical equipment? Is it uh, the same message as you know making sure the electrics are secure and not using anything that looks a bit dodgy? Yes, so uh, we recommend that you buy um, all electrical equipment from uh, recognised suppliers um, and be very careful when buying online um, that you can check uh, the authenticity of them. And also we recommend that you don't overload sockets um, and that you have uh, sockets with fuses fitted. And I know as we, we come into winter, it is colder, it's darker, it's also sometimes a bit wetter. Is there a, a misconception that a house can't catch fire in the winter because it's cold and wet? Is that is that something that you come across? Um, yeah, so um, no, um, <laughs> house fires happen in the winter. They happen all, all year round. Uh, we do see a slight increase actually in the winter um, to domestic uh, fires that we attend. Um, and what I would say also with the winter and the cold and the wet weather is also driving. Um, we ask people to be uh, more cautious uh, when driving, check their tyres and their tread um, and prepare fully for any journeys that they do, particularly during very cold weather or wet weather. Kent Online News. A business owner in Dover wants to install camera equipment outside to stop rogue drivers taking his customers' parking spaces. The boss of Chef de Mumbai at the Swingate Inn says some people have left their vehicles outside for as long as four days. Hardik Yani is calling for the council to give him the green light for ANPR cameras to weed out anyone who shouldn't be there. It's because I've got a lot of nuisance parking. Uh, people come and park the cars um, in the car park without any information. They leave it for days and uh, sometimes they leave it for a while, you know, so uh, that's the main reason. So basically, um, car parking is meant for patrons and for customers who come and dine with us or drink with us. Mm. And that's what the main purpose is for the car park. And uh, basically, I, it, it's, it's for everybody who would like to use it for this place. And is there a situation where, for example, too many sort of non-paying cars come in and they, your customers, uh, there aren't enough spaces for your customers. That it happens a few times uh, where in the week uh, where people just come and park and then I don't have any places for the customers to park. Kent Online News. 
It's emerged the Archbishop of Canterbury has inherited £2.4 million in his mother's will. Jane Williams passed away at the age of 93 last July. Justin Welby will be left with around £1.5 million after tax. The Lib Dem group in Maidstone say if they get into power, they would tear down the Travel Lodge Hotel and reroute the A229. They've been outlining their vision for the town centre as the Conservative-run administration is yet to publish their strategy. The Lib Dems also want to improve access to McDonald's, tackle litter and move a war memorial to free up traffic. An XL bully dog owner from Chatham says her pet could be seized and put down because he's too ill to be neutered. Under new laws brought in this year, the breed must be neutered by June 31st, but Colin has been diagnosed with epilepsy and his owners want him to adapt to his new medication before having the procedure. They've asked the government for an extension but have received an unsympathetic response. Kent Online News. A former Olympian from Kent says he hopes more can be done to help people from the LGBTQ plus community feel more included in sport. Race walker Tom Bosworth from Seven Oaks is one of very few openly gay athletes in the United Kingdom to have competed at the highest level of their sport. While praising the progress made over the last few years, Tom feels more needs to be done. I think sport in general is still a little bit further behind, uh, you know, Western world, Western society, I guess. And... Uh, you know, just having a bit more equality in in sport is is fantastic. But it's more than that. Is you know, sport, professional sport, is incredibly uh, you know hard work. You commit your entire life to what you're trying to achieve, and so you've got something weighing on the back of your mind. You know, maybe distracting you, and if that's sort of not being not feeling comfortable in your environment, that can really really take away from your performance. And and I, I'm trying to really put that out day to day around all of sport from grassroots to the staff that support professionals to to the athletes themselves is that ultimately if you're creating environments that are really welcoming and encourage your athletes to be themselves they're probably going to perform better and you can see that across uh, into workplaces into schools across all sorts of walks of life and it's just something I, I continue to champion because I think we can get so much more out of ourselves and and that's how I see you know mental health and championing LGBT equality in sport, they actually go hand in hand. Kent Online News. Building next to a cafe near Selinge that have been labelled an eyesore could be knocked down and replaced with new ones. Plans have been lodged to upgrade the commercial units next to the airport cafe between Folkestone and Ashford after they fell into disrepair. The cafe itself has been named Ashford's number one quick bite to eat on TripAdvisor. A decision on the redevelopment is due this month. There's good news for Kent commuters as tube strikes this week have been called off. The RMT union says they've had positive discussions about pay with transport for London. They could still be some disruption as the walkouts were suspended at the last minute. There are plans to increase the size of a wedding venue in Dover. Bosses at the Marina Hotel and Spa want to expand into Protea House next door. If it's approved, the venue will have space for up to 140 guests. People have been sharing their memories of Moo Moo Nightclub in Gillingham, which has now been demolished. The venue on Canterbury Street first opened in the 60s and has had several different names over the years. It closed in 2019 and the site's going to be used for housing. And Dua Lipa has returned to the number one spot on the Kent Top 40. Her song Houdini was in top spot before the festive season and is now the first number one of 2024. Strong Enough by the Jonas Brothers is at number two, followed by Noah Khan's Stick Season. Kent Online Sports.
football now and we'll find out later who Maidstone United will play in the fourth round of the FA Cup. They caused a huge upset when they beat League One Stevenage on Saturday, reaching the last 32 of the competition for the first time in history. Here's their manager, George Elakobi. The players believed. When you believe in football, um, then you can achieve incredible things. Our players have gone out in our preparations. We We've prepared this week after the Tombridge win. Um, we switched straight away. We switch our attention, focus ourselves to to um, this tie, um, the FA Cup third round against um, an established League One side in, in Stevenage. And we showed them every respect in our preparations. And it was important that the players believed the work we've done. And we told them, we told them it wasn't going to be, um, you know, it wasn't going to be a fitness case because we know how fit our group of players are. It was going to be a concentration. Um, our concentration levels, but also are resilient when we needed to be. And, you know, in possession, we had principles that we wanted to play from. We saw that in, in, in fine fashion in the first half, how quick we switched the play, how confident our players were. They were brave, they were bold in possession, and they were hurting Stevenage. And I'm sure that was a shock to them, um, being a League One outfit, um, how well um, we could play. Technically, we've got some incredible players in our, in, in our environment, and we keep trying to develop them. And out of possession, we talked about being um, compact. We talked about recovering, having cover, having support, um, making sure we're doing it um, as a team, not as individuals. And I thought we've done that excellently. And again, it's about making sure on the transition, um, we, we specify speed um, in, in possession and out of possession. How quick can we recover back into position? But also on the counter, how quick can we break the lines? And, you know, um, to, see, to see us through is an incredible achievement. When I set out from my home this morning with my family, I told them, I said, today, I've got that feeling again. We're going to make history as a football club. We will make history. And I told my kids, I said, daddy's about to do something great again today. I did say that to them in the car today. I said, when they walked here, I said, take, take photos of the, the broadcasting trucks. I said, look at the fans that were here already. I said, this place today is about to, to make history. And, you know, the FA Cup dream is still alive. The draws being made tonight. Look out for ball number 30. Unfortunately, Gillingham were unable to cause a similar upset at Priestfield in their FA Cup clash with Premier League side Sheffield United. Despite a positive start from the Jills, they were knocked out of the competition after losing 4-0. Head coach Stephen Clement says the squad has plenty to be proud of. I'm really proud of the majority of the work they did. I thought at 0-0, I thought we had some good moments where we probably need to take one of them. Um, unfortunately, we didn't. Um, I felt for their first goal we was on the attack and um, I felt there was a chance we might actually score and obviously then you see the blistering pace of a Premier League side when they counter against you and obviously they, they go 1-0 ahead um, probably a little bit disappointed with the goals we conceded today probably, I wouldn't like to concede them in League 2 now we can always moan about goals um, etc but I, was, I think the boys will be disappointed with them as well and I've, I've mentioned that to them in the dressing room but I said to them at half time I said I felt we had a a real chance to win the game. I felt we were creating moments where we we could score against them, and then you never know. Um, and look, Max Aim, I think is the post of what's it, 73 minutes, 76 minutes, something like that. I think I looked at the, at the clock, and if that goes in, I think the place would have erupted, and you never know what could have happened. But but Sheffield United, they're worthy winners, um, and, and and good luck to them in the next round. We have to move on. For me, it's about uh, how we do in the league. I said that to the boys now. I need to recover well. 
let's have a good week's training and, and look forward to Accrington standing next week. There'll be good lessons to be learnt for our younger players in, in, in on the pitch today where they've played against an elite player and they know what that looks like a little bit more now and if they want to try and improve, they've got to try and learn uh, learn from these people when they play against them. And um, So from that point of view, that that would be a positive for them uh, because uh, obviously uh, there's definitely people in the dressing room that will want to play at a high level and, and they maybe can. That's all from us today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, X, Instagram, TikTok and Threads. You can also get the details on the top story direct to your email each morning via the briefing. To sign up, just head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.